Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, Thanksgiving was yesterday. Thanksgiving. Yep. How you feeling? You still full? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good Turkey Day. Uh, we're excited. Obviously, that means today is Black Friday, uh, which, of course, in and everywhere I've ever been means that Black Friday sales are going on in a big, big way. Yeah. So uh, over at the shop, we have our Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale. It actually started back on the 24th this past Wednesday, and it is live through the 1st of December, which is this upcoming Wednesday. Yep. So one week, uh, guys, jump on over to DuramaxTuner.com. You could save 15% off or up to 15% off on EasyLink and EFI live tuning, up to 10% off on Stealth Turbos. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff that's on sale. We have our $600 off the 2020 and 2021 Power Stroke tuning packages, and we have $500 off six-speed conversion kits. That's Those are some pretty big, big savings. Yeah, that's going to be huge for you, for you LB7 and LLY guys. You're going to want to jump on that right away. Yeah. Um, a lot now, of news. Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, go on. You're good. You're good. I was going to say, a lot, of, a lot of new stuff going on. All of our sponsors have Black Friday deals, so I just wanted to run through WC Fab, uh, 10% off on WC Fab branded products. They have a yep. promo code you need to use, which is Black Friday 2021. Pretty simple. Pretty straightforward. Um, and then XCP, man. And check out their additives. They have great vendors, huge discounts, and superior customer service. I think that's why a lot of people love to deal with yeah. them. Now, on all three brands, we also have XDP as our you know other sponsor. They are doing a sale and a discount. You can go on their website and check out what they have going on. Their discounts are a little different because they, they offer uh, products from a lot of different vendors, right? So they're going to support whatever those vendors' sales are. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of great offerings, man, over the course of this next couple of days that guys can take advantage of. Absolutely. Oh, and Exergy performance. Don't forget, check those out. Uh, you can hit up Chris to talk about Exergy performance products. Uh, they're running 10% off on their product line as well. So you are thinking about adding horsepower. Today is the day. (laughs) Now is the time. Now is the time. Uh, guys, this week we have a really cool interview set up, uh, with a gentleman out of Colorado, Tyler Lowen. We'll be talking to him in a few minutes, uh, about a 500 horsepower, six, five diesel. Um, God, that just feels weird to say out loud. Doesn't it, Chris? You know, it's one of those things, Paul. Yes. It sounded very weird coming out of your mouth. No, (laughs) no disputing that. Um, but when you think about a six, five, like I'm not impressed with a six, five, I've never really been impressed or, um, wanted to invest any time in understanding that platform, but those platforms generally come at a very low power output. So when you say a 6.5 at 500 horsepower, I'm a little more intrigued. I want to know more. How is that possible, right? Um, because, Paul, we don't have a lot of knowledge on 6.5s. Do you? I don't. I mean, no, you own no. one, but... Limited experience and all of it bad. That's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I want to know what the blueprint is of what it takes to get a 6.5 at four or 500 horsepower. And uh, it's got to be a crazy journey to get there. So I'm excited to talk to Tyler. That's right. Uh, and then just a quick heads up, listeners and viewers, uh, we are not going to have on some of our, our regular co-hosts. Uh, so you guys won't be hearing from Jeremy, Anthony or Sean today uh, with Thanksgiving. We just want to give those guys some time off and uh, still make sure that we're getting uh, our viewers some some good content. So 
Let's kick it on over to our discussion with Tyler Lowen from 23Diesel. Tyler Lowen from 23Diesel uh, in Colorado. How the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing We're good. doing good. Uh, audience, we are doing it a little bit different this week. We're, we're on remote, so we're doing today's episode through Zoom. No big deal, though. I think this is going to go really well uh, because we're interested to talk with Tyler about this really, really cool build he has that Chris and I both are completely in the dark on. So <laughs> it will be a fun episode <laughs> for us. Um, before we dive into the truck and start talking about the nitty gritty details, Tyler, how did you get your start? in diesel performance? So um, I kind of got in in the VP44 world. Um, we had an 01 growing up. It had an edge uh, with the hot unlock and had a big stack in the bed. And it was just loud and smoky. And it just caught me off guard right off the bat. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I just wanted to know more. And it got me hooked. And I've always, I like, I've owned all three Fords, Chevys, Dodges. Um, the Chevys, the one that always stuck around the most. It, I like just that. never I like broke, so I never got rid of it. Cool. <laughs> you you find like, a lot of, go you ahead, find Chris. a lot of, yeah, you find a lot of times, you know, you usually get, it's those older trucks, right? That's your, 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 uh, entrance in the door of this of this uh, downward spiral of addiction in playing with diesels you know it's usually a 12 24 valve or a, a 73 power stroke or something along those lines paul you and i can both agree that that was kind of our entry startup in doing some of this <laughs> um but i i'm i'm surprised to 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 hear that you stuck in that era of truck <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah, looked way older before I went back up to the 90s. Um, I've owned, I think, four or five of the old 6.9, IDI Fords and a first-gen okay. 12 valve and a second-gen 12 valve. And I kind of went back older and have been slowly working my way up. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you like about the older trucks, Tyler? No one else likes them. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that you, you truly do mean that because, you know, what, what we have you on today to talk about is your 6.5 diesel, which Paul and I have interviewed a lot of different guys over the years with a lot of different engines and preferences of brand. Um, and no one prefers the 6.5 liter <laughs> diesel. Um <laughs> Walk, walk us walk us through the truck right like why for one and uh walk us through some of the modifications and things like that in the system of course um so as a family we bought the truck in 2012 actually so we're coming up on 10 years of owning it um it was a showroom perfect beautiful truck I still have all the build sheets and window stickers and the key tag from the dealer from when it was brand new. I have it all in a folder at my house. Like the truck was immaculate and I went and ruined it, but um, <laughs> uh, we took my baby brother home from the hospital and it's been a staple in our family for 10 years now. And 
moved across the country to Pennsylvania with it and Iowa when I worked there for two years and um, just drove it. It was slow, but it got 25 miles to a gallon and four-wheel drive, comfy. And we drove it like that for a long time. And I moved back here to Colorado. And when I lived in Iowa, there's hardly any drag racing. So I moved back here to my hometown, Grand Junction, and I live five minutes from a racetrack. So I started tinkering with it. And I put a Holly Blue uh, low-pressure fuel pump on it as a lift pump. I put water meth on it. And there's a company, Quad Star Tuning. They had came out with multi-position tuners for the 94 and 95 trucks with the electronic injection pump. And I was one of the very first guys to try the multi-position tuner. And uh, back in the day, before I blew the engine up, it ran uh, mid to high 15s in the quarter mile stock turbo, stock long block, um, stock tranny, stock everything. It just had water meth and tuning on it. And it ran <clears throat> mid to high 15s, which I always thought it was fun. Um, now, let me let me ask you real quick here. What do these trucks make from the factory stock? Not a lot. <laughs> uh, well, the, the reason I'm saying that is, is these probably what make like 175, 200 horsepower, somewhere in that range or not that much? Yeah, right around that area. Um, yeah. In 92, when they started putting turbos on them, they were right up there around the 200, 210 mark. Okay. So, I mean, to, to be able to turn it up and have all these factory components and just the tune only to be running, you know, mid high 15s, like that is a substantial power gain right off the bat for this application. Oh yeah. I have time slips of it when it ran 19s. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. So when, when we think about the six, five liter, one of the big things that, you know, stands out to me that I don't really have a lot of understanding on is the, uh, standard nine DS four injector pump. Now I know you had mentioned that there was an electronic, uh, controlled pump in the earlier years. And then I'm just going to go on a limb and assume that they went to a full mechanical pump in the later years. Uh, correct me, correct me on that, but walk us through what does that injection system look like? Or what does that pump all entail? So you actually got that backwards. They started out okay. mechanical. Um, the 6.2 NA diesel came out in 82. And they all had a DB2 pump, which is a full mechanical two-plunger injection pump, rotary pump. Okay. And they had that all the way up until 94. So 82 okay. to 93 was all the DB2 mechanical. And in 94, they went to the DS4 um, electronic pump. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Which one's capable of more peak power? So there's a, another guy in Nebraska. It's actually a, Brian Banghart. It's his shop truck. And he has done right at the same power I have on the DS4 electronic pump. So they're pretty well even as we are right now. Okay. Okay. I'm, Interesting talking with a pump builder about getting a pretty nasty uh, big bore mechanical pump for next year. So <laughs> hopefully the mechanical one will take the lead. I like it. Now for, for my basic understanding, the, the, the DS four style pump, would that be somewhat equivalent to like a VP 44 pump in the second gen world and a 24 valve truck? 
more or less? Yeah, they have pretty well the same concept. Um, okay. Mechanical fuel system, but electronic control on the injection pump. Now, as far as electronically controlling the computer on the pump, are you able to do that through the ECM or is there a separate communication to the computer board on the pump itself? So they have what's called a PMD or a pump mounted driver, which basically is the computer of the pump, but the control of it is all off of the ECM. Oh, very cool. Okay. The 9495 trucks, the pre-OBD trucks, they had uh, physical chips that you would put in, pretty similar to like a OBS or a 7.3 Power Stroke. Yeah, yeah. And then in 96 to 2000, you actually programmed the ECM when they went to OBD2. Now, the makes sense. That's a that's a well-known kind of stain on the 6.5, isn't it? Isn't that what everybody has the issues with? I know that's what I had my problems with, with my old Tahoe. I always kept one in the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember, I remember reading forum after forum about where to mount it. I would be, you know, it was brand new to diesel and didn't know anything. Right. And uh, 6.5's not a ton of like great, scientific based videos out there for somebody to be definitively like, Hey, this is how you do performance because it is a truck that's starting at 200 horsepower and doesn't have that like kind of leeway and that overhead, like the Cummins offer. Absolutely. Um, so it, it, it was tough to find. And to be honest with you, um, a lot of, a lot of questions about air cool and liquid cool and things like that. Any preference, any, any advice out there for somebody, if you found something that works. Um, Honestly, my setup is pretty simple. It'd be really easy to replicate. I'm just the first one that's just really dove in head deep is like, if it blows up, it blows up. And <laughs> I'm not really building it conservatively. I'm just swinging for the fences and whatever breaks is what I'm going to fix. I like that. Okay. You have to have you have to have that outlook though when you're pushing the truck to this to this level, right? And trying to getting into that no man's territory of trying to figure out what's that next step. Exactly. Uh, now we we've, we've talked a little bit um, about the fuel system and kind of some of the mods you've done to your truck. Do you have to up the injectors? I mean, how big of injectors do you have to go through? So they're kind of different compared to any other injector because it's literally just like a a needle and a spring they're just like a poppet style injector they get to a certain set pressure and then it just opens the needle and sprays the fuel in because they have a pre-combustion chamber in the head which is where the fuel swirls and atomizes and then goes into the cylinder so all the fueling is controlled by the injection pump and the injectors literally just open when they hit set pressure and spray the in. So they have like a marine style injector with a little bit higher pop pressure, which they say helps fuel atomize better, which we all know that in the common rail world. Sure. But, so everyone just goes to the marine style injector and <laughs> that's about yep. it. And that's about it. Okay. So that's nice. What's, what's next? I mean, I know the turbos on these are pretty limited, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. They're teeny tiny. What'd you do for a turbo on your truck? So on a factory 6.5 turbo setup, they have a turbo that's mounted to the passenger exhaust manifold. 
and they have a crossover pipe that connects the driver's side to the passenger side that goes under the bell housing of the tranny and comes over. They're big and obnoxious, and I didn't like it, so I designed and hand-built my own center mount turbo setup with two-inch stainless up pipes and bellows, and I used Humvee and van exhaust manifolds because the Humvee and van 6.5s came with the small center mount turbo. So I used those manifolds and had V-bands machined on them and then just did two-inch up pipes to a custom T4 pedestal mount that I had built. And so it's got a full center mount turbo setup similar to a 7.3 Power Stroke. And I put a S372 SXE on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, how does... How does a turbocharger of that size do as far as spool up and drivability on, on a truck at this power level? So these mechanical, old mechanical injection pumps, they feel pretty hard down low. They're not very good with RPM. They inject all their fuel pretty quick. So I didn't have a fuel issue getting it spool. It spooled like shit until I got a converter. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was horrible, honestly. Unless I could roll into it while I was spooling to try and build boost, it was yeah. awful. Now, but, I, where you're located in Colorado probably has a little bit to do with that as well. Have you played around with that turbo size at a more close to sea level type location? I actually have not. I actually went higher in sea level. To <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went to Junction, Utah to a no prep airstrip race and went and hung out with all the power driven guys and raced out there. Um, it spooled pretty similar up there. They're only about uh, 500 feet higher than I am. Okay. My track location where I'm at is right at 48, 4,900 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went up there, it was probably 5,600 feet, I would imagine. Um, but I have not got to play any lower in elevation than where I live, right at 5,000 feet. Interesting. Okay. Is your hometown track Bandemir? No, we have a Western Colorado dragway. Um, I live in Grand Junction, which is about four, three and a half, four hours west of Denver. Okay. I'm I'm like, I could spit on the Utah border. (laughs) <laughs> come on come on paul get your colorado you know the logistics or uh the, the breakdown of colorado we need to get more up to speed on you know the the landscape geography West, yeah the geography there you go yeah, yeah yep. i got you don't worry Chris. Now, I got you. yeah thanks now uh, tyler you had mentioned something when we were talking about you know the, you did a converter and that was able to get the turbo to spool up Let, let's dive into the transmission what's the transmission that you're using to harness the power to the ground you know the backing up the 6.5 motor right so i actually have a bone stock 4l80 wow okay the, but it's got a converter you got a converter does. in it <laughs> don't undersell this man don't undersell it to what's be the- fair i made a hundred passes this year before i put a converter in Wow. I actually didn't even get to make a pass at the track with the converter in it because they shut it down for weather and then it was the last race of the year. So spent a bunch of money, put a converter in it and (laughs) dialed in everything just for them to cancel the races for the year. Oh my God. 
Okay. But, yeah. but bone stock, what is the truck's making around 500 horsepower? What's the best quarter mile time you've run with this or, or eighth mile, whatever you're running up there? So at my track in Grand Junction, before the converter, before nitrous, um, it probably had 150 pounds more weight in it. Um, it just wasn't as dialed in as refined as it is now. It went 12.8 at 105. That's impressive. That's, yeah. That's really impressive. I am on four bald-ass all-terrain tires that were on it four years ago when I blew it up. <laughs> that are three different tread patterns. Like, it's the setup isn't optimized at all. Uh, <laughs> it's just some ratty old farm truck that runs 12s. That's awesome. I mean, the sleepers <laughs> are what we love, right, Chris? I mean, that, that's one right. of the big things that we're into is, is you, you never saw it coming, right? Like, well, uh, I would never expect the 6.5 to run 12s. And then <laughs> looking at a truck, if I was at the track with, with four mismatched or three mismatched tires and click off a 12-second pass, I mean, Paul, we deal with these trucks all the time. You know what it takes to get a Duramax, you know, to, to run consistent 12s. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, the nice thing is it sounds like on the 6.5, he was able to do it for a fraction of the cost, you know. So it, uh, I would assume, you know. But that, that, that's uh, my question there is – is why not just build a five nine common rail? I mean, I, I know you said you like nobody else likes him. You like doing it the hard way. You like being the only guy with a fast six five. I, I get that. I, I really, really right. do. But like, what would the cost comparison be to building a VP forty four or even like a twelve valve if you could get your hands on one? So, I've owned all of those. I had a pretty rowdy five speed ninety seven twelve valve single cab and had a first gen and a 01 VP truck. And my current daily driver is actually an LOY. Um, okay. And it's got a built trans and fast and tunes and it's pretty well close, low 13s right there. And I love oh, it. Yeah. It's super comfy, heated seats. And <laughs> it's got all the commodities that you want, but it it's easy to run that in a Duramax. You just put the built trans in it and some hot tunes and just you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not wrong with that. You're not wrong with that. I mean, you talk about the six five, you know, one of the unique things about your project here in this truck is you can't just go and buy parts off off a website and replicate your build. You know, the the turbo, the turbo kit and things like that. These are all one off pieces that help support what you have done to the truck. Um, and there's not a lot of experience or not a lot of knowledge in 6.5 performance. You know, you could go on any forum for a Duramax and, okay, you want 550 horse, here's a blueprint. Built trans lift pump, tune in an intake, that's a 550 horse truck. Oh, you want to make 600? Let's throw a turbocharger into the mix. I could yep. do research for the next six weeks, and I'm not going to get the information that we're getting just out of this interview talking about a 500 horse 6.5. It just doesn't exist. Exactly. And that's basically my whole motivation of doing it. Nobody else has done it and everyone said I couldn't. So <laughs> I I did come across doing just a little bit of quick research. Um Keith Diesel and their six five top speed record 153 miles an hour. I found yep. some articles, older articles, granted, uh, maybe like 2010 style in Truck Trend or Diesel Power Magazine, I assume previously, talking about it being the highest horsepower 6.5 out there. Do you think you're faster than the Heath Diesel truck at this point? Do you think you have more power than they did? 
Absolutely. I guarantee it. In the 6.5 community, everyone's been trying to get him to prove his horsepower ratings. And it's always just been smoke and mirrors and big talk. And yeah, so, he went 153 on the salt flats. He did that. Like that's proven, but nowhere ever has it been proven that he's made 500 horsepower. And I did mine on a dyno in Denver. So you have, <laughs> so yours is, yours is chassis dyno backed up. Is, yep. is Heath diesel still like in the game? Like, are they still relevant in the six, five mm-hmm. space or is that from, uh, you know, an, an earlier time in this industry and they're really not relevant in today's standard. So they were really relevant back in the day because they're basically the only ones. Right. Um, but slowly he's just been kind of phased out and quad star tuning is about the biggest like six, five dedicated company there is out there. Okay. And um, Heath is a lot of the old guys still believe in Heath because that's what they know. And they're not the pioneer, the pioneer in this, right? Like he was the (laughs) first guy. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, if, if we were to get Heath to agree to a race, would you go out and run him? I'm waiting for the day. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, Paul! This is probably the first time you were able to bait someone to talking shit, and they're all about it, dude. He loves it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, literally, this is going to get done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start making some phone calls and sending some messages. We're gonna stalk Heath out. We're gonna, we're gonna get a rivalry going. <laughs> I like this. I'm down. Uh, I always told everybody I was gonna put some like 273 gears in my truck and go to Bonneville and beat his record too. <laughs> <laughs> At least you'll have four matched tires this time. So <laughs> you definitely don't want to take these ones to 153. No. Well, you'd have to go 154. So <laughs> now I sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. With this build and, and the whole process, what's been the most frustrating part of this? What's what's been the biggest hurdle you've had overcome? Um there hasn't really been one, honestly. Um, it took a long time to round up the parts and do my research and knowledge and just figure out what would work and what wouldn't. And like I said, I blew the original engine up and it took me right at four years to get it to where it is now and go out and run 12. Um, so I think the biggest hurdle is just time and teaching myself and figuring out what would work and making it happen i respect that absolutely i think that's really cool you know um you you know like we talked about there's not a lot of resources so there is some trial and error i would imagine how did building that that turbo piping kit go i can't imagine that that was a fun just to measure out the top of the engine and then and then have to go and fabricate everything from scratch yeah, that's the hurdle, man. That that that'd be frustrating for me. <laughs> Paul, could you imagine you and I in the shop doing this? <laughs> I can't, I can't measure a doorway opening properly. At I'm definitely not I'm not on the fab side of the world. Not happening. Oh man, there now, was literally just many of many nights just staring at a block and just trying to picture what would work and what didn't, and hanging the turbo over the engine with the a cherry picker and just kind of seeing where it would fit and where it wouldn't. Just started cutting out cardboard templates and 
one of them looked right. So I just cut it out and started sticking stuff together. <laughs> so it's, I feel it's like that to... like cherry picker hanging over the engine and me just sitting in a garage staring at it is always when my wife walks in on the project. It's like never when I have yep. a tool in my hand, I'm doing something. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm thinking it through. I'm thinking it yep. through. I'm thinking it through. <laughs> so it's safe to say that this project taught you patience. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, Not- is is the six fives and these older trucks, is that mostly what you guys do over at uh, 23 Diesel? We can fix anything but a broken heart. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Some of these diesel guys, they put their money into their trucks to fix a broken heart. So be careful. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't sell yourself short, Tyler. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Me, personally, um, I'm always working on the old tractors. Um, I'm primarily the Chevy guy, but we work on everything. Cool. If people want to follow along and learn more about uh, your six five and follow the build, or maybe learn more about twenty three diesel, where could they find you? So the company is on Facebook is twenty three diesel and off road. Um, my Facebook is my name Tyler Lowen. Um, Instagram is the underscore Buckwild underscore six underscore five, um, and then. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Buckwild Motorsports, um, that I named the truck Buckwild. Um, so I have a YouTube channel I've been starting on, and especially this winter, I'm going to be changing up a lot of stuff on it. So I'll be documenting all of it. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to check back in with you and kind of see where the progress is at and have you back on the show. Uh, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, so... I'd like to give a shout out to Kryptonite. They actually sponsored the truck with the full steering setup for it. Um, uh, my bosses, Mark and Mike, um, they've supported me with the long nights and their knowledge in the diesel racing industry and um, kind of helping me think about what would work and what wouldn't and just time and knowledge. Um, my girlfriend for letting me take four years to build it. (laughs) Um, And my mom, um, she's been the biggest supporter since we bought the truck 10 years ago. I said back then I was going to have the quickest six, five in the world. She was the only one that didn't think I was full of shit. So (laughs) that's awesome. I love that. Good shout out to mom. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today. We do really appreciate you taking your time to kind of share with our audience uh, some of that six, five knowledge. Of course is It was awesome. I love talking about it. (laughs) Listeners, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube now, so we'll have this up in a video format. If you're listening to audio, there will be no changes. You can just keep on listening. Uh, For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Epke. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Epke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. I mean, you know, we've had, you've had the same intro for X amount of years. It's a hard habit to break, Paul. It really is. All right.